0: Lonely Monk Productions. Hey gang, Nate here. Real quick before we start the episode. If you are in the greater Philadelphia area, this Sunday, July 31st, from 4 to 7, I will be performing out on the patio at Tex-Mex Connection with my good buddy, Scott Miller, season one guest. We're going to be doing some acoustic treats. It'll also be live streamed on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash yo, that's my John. So, Sunday, if you're looking for something to do from 4 to 7, check us out, Tex-Mex Connection, North Wales. Pennsylvania. Hope to see you there. If not, jump in on the live stream, say hi, and maybe we'll play a song for you. All right, that's out of the way. Let's start the show. I don't know if y'all have heard We Need to Talk About It by Ben Harper yet, but yo. That's my joy! That's my joy! Hey yo, displace the- What's good, friends and family, neighbors, near and far? Welcome to an all-new episode of the Yo, That's My John podcast. The podcast, website, brand, movement, way of life dedicated to the embrace and championing of your passions. I am your host, Nate Runkle, a.k.a. the guy who loudly proclaims, Have you people never seen a Marvel movie before when people start to leave the theater when the credits start to roll? A.k.a. Nate 3.0, back at it again with you. Yet another episode of the podcast. As always, I hope this podcast finds you all in good health and in good spirits. Big, big episode today. I am joined by the boys from Phantasm to talk about their new album, Shadow Work, which was just released this past Friday. It is a fantastic chat about how they got together and so much more. And it's a supersized one, so I want to get right to it. But real quick, if you have not yet signed up for the newsletter slash mailing list thingy, make sure you do that immediately by visiting www.yothatsmyjohn.com. Drop your email address in there and prepare yourself for fun updates and links and behind the scenes info delivered directly to your inbox and of course you can follow us on all of the socials at yo that's my john drop us a note say hi this show belongs to y'all as much as it belongs to me so feel free to take part in it okay a real quick ad break and then my interview with phantasm My guests today are a Philly-based heavy alt-rock band who weave their avant-garde stylings into intricate, melodic songs that call to mind the likes of Muse, Incubus, and Faith No More, just to name a few. Their latest album, Shadow Work, was just released on Friday, July 22nd, and is a tremendous seven-song showcase of the band's strength and prowess in crafting fiercely heart-pounding sonic treats, the likes of which can be experienced both audibly and visually in the music video for their lead single spirit box Tune to you folks it is my honor to welcome to the show steven ross jay yacheta and aaron white guys give it up for phantasm ladies and gentlemen i am here
1: today with the great phantasm guys thank you for joining me on the podcast today thanks for having us man yeah, thank you Uh, Just so everyone can kind of get used to and adjust to whose voice is who, why don't you guys uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves?
2: Hi, I'm Steve. Uh, I play guitar and sing.
1: I'm Jay. I'm the drummer.
2: And I'm
3: Aaron. I play
2: bass and backups.
1: Very cool. Very cool. So um, I got a chance to hear the new single Spirit Box uh, tuned to you, which is goddamn phenomenal, gentlemen. Like, absolutely cool. Uh, And totally right in my wheelhouse.
4: And the video is amazing as well. Jay, you directed the video? I did. Yeah, that's my uh that's my other gig is uh filmmaking. So oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, we haven't done a phantasm video in probably I don't know 5 6 years probably. So it's it's really fun. It's kind of it's always kind of a challenge for me when it's my band to try and conjure the image cuz I'm so like deep in the song, you know what I mean? But it's always a challenge, but it's but I I think it turned out really good. So it did turn out really good, and uh, you know, I implore
1: anybody listening to check it out. Uh, It's it it it'll be up on YouTube. I'm doing this thing again. I do this all the time where I forget that we're in the future and not the past. But uh, on YouTube, (laughs) um, um, but no, just a a phenomenal song and a phenomenal video. But let's rewind.
4: Um, where are you guys from? Well, Philadelphia band. We we've uh, been playing in Philly since 2007. And um, but we actually first got together near Buffalo, New York in 2003. OK, uh, what 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 made the uh, jump from Buffalo to Philly? I mean, touring, really, we we always came and toured through Philly and we just always loved it. And um, we wanted to be on the East Coast. We wanted to be close to all the other cities, you know, New York, et cetera. So um, so we moved our base here and um, never looked back. That is cool. Yeah, it is like the perfect kind of
1: like a central hub to, you know, uh, all of those great East Coast, you know, you, you know, a little bit of a trip to Boston, but still not too far of a jaunt. Yeah, and then, you know, that. right there to right there to New York, right down to D.C. Um, what um, how did you guys kind of uh, get together in the first place?
3: We met uh, we met in college. Um,
2: it, was, it was like our first year, second year or something like that.
3: Yeah, I think it was our first year of college. And... I had just
2: my, my buddy had just joined the military, so my band disbanded, and I was like, "Well, I want to I want to find another band." But all the bands that I was at going to like this music school down like a little ways from where you guys were going to school, and all the music kids were like way too good to play with me, <laughs> so I had to go find other <laughs> other people to play with. Who were worse? (laughs) So he found
5: us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what's funny, Bill? That remember that first time we jammed together? Yeah. We went into the house. We sat at my at. We were like legit at my base, the old bass player's house, because the drummer was Timmy, his brother. Yeah. And he was gone already, and we're like sitting there at his table making plans for this new band, and you were just saying all these things, and my eyes were lighting up like. Oh my God, this is the guy. This is the thing. Like I was getting so excited. I remember like just sitting there like, this could be the greatest thing in the world. And like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's kind of where it kicked off.
3: Yeah. It's amazing. We sat down at that table and that, you know, we just, and then
2: here we are like years and years later. It was, it was like that that stepbrother scene where it's like, do we just become best friends?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm I'm going to take it back a little bit and I'm going to go individually one by one, but I want to hear a little bit about like uh what what your uh what kind of music was playing around your house uh when you were kids. Uh we will start with you. We'll just go left to right.
2: Um a lot of uh the Carpenters. We had a lot of um ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. A lot of like soft yacht rock stuff which <laughs> It's just like, it's such a strange uh, departure from what I ended up liking to play a lot. As yeah. A musician, but I, like ELO is still like one of my favorite bands of all time.
1: They're incredible. Did you, uh, could you appreciate it back then? Or was it something you had to grow to?
5: Uh,
2: ELO, yeah. I probably wore out my dad's cassettes like a couple times over. I think he had to buy uh, the the greatest hits compilation twice because of me. But um <laughs> I mean, personally, after like I got more into like finding my own music, I got to dig through my mom's brother's crate of old vinyls. And he had like a lot of cool old prog rock because he was a musician and played keys in a lot of like cover bands in the area. So he was like hip on all of like like Yes and uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer, ton of Genesis. So like Genesis became crazy in my wheelhouse, like loved all of their I think he had The Lamb Line Down on Broadway and several other records. I'm seeing them in my head, but I can't think of them right now. But yeah, like, that was kind of like where I started at, I think,
1: for the most part. That's cool. Jay, how about yourself?
4: Well, uh, my dad is, uh, was and is a guitar player, so he was always playing Eric Clapton. That was like his probably most played thing. Um Which i thought was cool, but I got my hands on a on an elvis record and I got my hands on a michael jackson record thriller, and those are like my two my two favorites as as a little kid for sure
1: definitely definitely aaron
3: um my my dad is uh really a banjo player he's
2: really into bluegrass and uh so I, dude don't downplay it. your dad is an absolute shredder on the banjo really he's a phenomenon like he's so good he just sits in front of the tv and plays banjo all day <laughs> um he's
3: he's truly bluegrass um it's like in his bones he's like
2: pro level though you, you make it sound like he's just a a weekend i mean he kind of is now because he's you know yeah he, these days but like he's he's, he's, he's a, up there now he's incredible like whew, so good uh, But, yeah, I would listen to to that. And then
3: um, he also played guitar, a lot of, like, folk stuff on guitar. So that was kind of what was going on. My sister was really got me into, like, I would listen to Queen and Beatles and things like that. Um, And I would basically listen to her playlists and stuff like that when I was little, little. Um, And then I guess, like, as I grew older, I kind of started trying to come into my own with music um i think that i was more of a maybe a late bloomer in terms of like really discovering music because i really started doing
2: that more when i was like well you're the freshman. one that you turned me on to incubus incubus yeah i started like yeah yeah I was like oh that's cool we, we very much bonded when we got together uh, i think California californication just came out and we were yeah. all real hip to like that record and uh incubus make yourself you're like you gotta listen to incubus make yourself man it'll change your life (laughs) and it kind of kind of did i'd say it was really good
3: yeah i yeah i started before i met these guys i was playing with this this band that was like pretty much too cool for anything so like what it was is like, mm-hmm. uh, I think a
2: lot of bands are like they're, that they're dr- dr- yeah.
3: So Like as soon as anyone's popular, they're not cool anymore. Yep. Like, so everything's gotta be the most underground of the underground kind of stuff. And so it was like, all right, I, I started listening to Mr. Bungle and like trying to like just out their stuff. You and turned I me really on to Mr. Bungle
2: too. Same. I yeah. really like
3: the science album of incubation and things like that. Yeah. And I, I do yeah. think that
2: was like a really strong, early influence of our of our yeah i think i think that kind of music's really what created the foundation for the music that we make today does that make sense is that do you agree yeah i don't know like uh many other influences that still stick around
4: yeah for sure yeah how about you? <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, so me, like uh, my, my, my dad listened to everything um, from like um, Motown to rock, classic rock and stuff like that. But he was um, uh, two of his big artists that he loved was uh, Harry Nielsen and uh toots and the maytals and like that's like ingrained in my head and then my mom was like she loved music and i I actually talked to somebody about this recently that like for some reason i can't really in my head pinpoint people who my mom loved you know like uh even though i know for a fact that like like adamant she had like a lot of adamant albums for some random reason um but um, but a big album that they both love then is kind of like a, uh, a big part of it's, it's in my Desert Island five is uh, um, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie oh, Wonder, yeah. which mm. is
2: just, <laughs> just absolutely
1: incredible. So good. <laughs> so you guys kind of bonded over music. Like how did, it, was, did you put an ad out to kind of um, look for people or did you know each other previously to uh, kind of jamming that first time?
3: I think it was like friends of friends of friends kind of introduced
2: us. Yeah. I mean, out there, there's like, it's not as easy to find people to play music with, I feel like, because it's not as populated as a big city. Like like, where we kind of all came from, it was very rural. So if someone was playing music, you probably knew them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
2: could, you could easily figure out who was playing in bands and stuff. Yeah, not many degrees of separation. No, in that small town. Yeah, there's like what two places to play, maybe. Yeah, yeah, which was really one of the big reasons I think we were like, we have to find some place where we can play more in different places because playing this one venue like every month is kind of like peeking out, you know, <laughs> like.
1: yeah Yeah. sure the um did you guys uh were you guys drawn to being a trio was there ever anybody else you tried to bring in or was it was it always kind of a three-piece idea
2: we tried like hell to find other singers i didn't really want to be a singer oh really oh yeah i was like (laughs) fighting tooth and nail to get somebody like we started with another fellow that was singing and didn't really work out and then we kept searching for singers and like i ended up just kind of like doing it because no one else is really doing it the way we wanted to do it
3: i guess yeah that
5: sense? yeah mm-hmm. uh, I,
3: we did we did try to bring in there have been other people in the group um we used to have like a, a dj in the band, oh yeah james um yeah. early on and and that was kind of like that also kind of brings back the incubus a little bit yeah, yeah we totally were, um,
2: super crazy about that
3: stuff so there was a dj for a while there yeah um, well
4: he, i mean he was one of the founding members he was there yeah. for years yeah and then yeah and then he kind of like quit music and oh, um and then what and then we got a guitar player for a little bit and it didn't work out that didn't work it was like one tour and it just didn't work out so we just always functioned the best as a three-piece yeah it definitely definitely works man like
1: uh like I, i've i've uh really enjoyed being able to kind of um, go through your catalog and kind of ingest a you know a lot of stuff um, a lot of good stuff um, and you know you can you can hear it in the radio or in, in the recordings but um, what was what was kind of the evolution of your sound like when did when did you feel that you kind of hit the groove and knew exactly what that band
4: should sound like? We'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, like, <laughs> like when do we when do we finish this record? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Was that last song we did? It was Yeah, I don't know if we would all have the same answer for this or not. Um I thought we were scratching at like
2: the sound that I was hearing in my head on Impossible Machines. Yeah. Which was like, well, it will be three records back now. But that was kind of like, it's like almost there, almost there. And then Three Men Mega Tiger, I was really happy with that. I was like, that's this. I was like, this could be the sound. But then we made this album and I'm like, no, this is definitely what we, this is like the peak phantasm, I think. <laughs> what this band could could be and
3: is. Well, I think that one of the, the things is we write the music, we've always written the music collectively um, through most of the time. So, we would sit and jam for hours, really, and uh, kind of like in this in the moment, try to like create pieces and parts. So we kind of collaged it together versus having like one person come to the group with a written song. We, we never typically like worked that way for most of our um, most of the time. And I think that that naturally lends itself to like trying to discover um our sound is a group and our our heads have to come together on like one thing we all like so many different styles and there's like so within our songs there used would be a lot of styles especially early on a lot of funky stuff but then it would get like heavy and then it would get all kinds of stuff and um we it just took us a while to like zero in on what we all really agree is like a focused, a focused space of writing.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, it's awesome. What, um, uh, what, what year did you say you guys made the journey down here to Philly? Uh, it was late 2007. Okay. Okay. So when you, when you get down here, um, what kind of
4: bands locally were you playing with? Ooh,
2: that's a good one.
4: Well, we were, we were doing, uh, like open mic nights we would go to the fire and play there um and let's see the
2: grape room too
4: grape room yeah we yeah. we we got yeah we actually got booked at the grape room which is cool which was the old grape room for philly people it was on or not the old not the old one the second old the one. middle the middle one, <laughs> the middle <laughs> one. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um but i guess we as far as like if we're talking like genre i feel like we kind of found ourselves with um some of like the like rap rock bands, like uh Grind City was one, yeah, uh, uh Philly band, and then kind of like and there were some other kind of like funk funk kind of punk bands. Still aside, yeah. Still
2: aside was one, they're not around anymore, but they kind of became the shakers
1: part of them. Uh yeah. Yeah,
2: we play with those guys a lot.
1: What um so so um was it was it e- easy to kind of transition um into into those rooms of like from the open mics and stuff like that like were you were you able to kind of uh you know get gigs um early on or was it was it a challenge at first?
3: Well, at that point, we were pretty we were like a pretty established band coming into coming into Philly. Like we had already been a band for what three. Three four years, yeah. four yeah, okay. no, four,
2: four years. I think four years. And we we, had, were touring, we had played hundreds we were touring of shows,
3: like really hard. I don't I, mean, I
2: don't know of any band that's toured as much and been and not seen any fruits of their labor from touring <laughs> as
3: much as we have. You, yeah, we were touring like pretty hard. Yeah, like we would do like tours month at a time, and I mean it was we we needed to kind of get out. We liked branching out of our area because we were in a very small. Uh, small town kind of atmosphere, so we loved going and and visiting all these places. So w- when we came into Philly, we kind of had a leg up. It wasn't like we were just started a band and we're like trying to find a place to play. Like we knew how everything kind of worked. And when we played a room, we were like a pretty established band. Yeah, we were, and we, I mean, we like slept in vans together. We all lived in the same house. We played music. Like we had rehearsals like three or four times a week. Um,
4: yeah, so we could play for sure.
5: Yeah. yeah, like yeah, so
4: we could play, and we also kind of made it our mission just to go out and network and meet. You know, go to every show, like you know, see who's playing that night, go to the show, and just try to yeah. like make friends with all the bands. You guys,
2: you guys pounded the pavement like crazy that first couple months we were there. Really, like almost every every other night you have. Yeah, and that up. was,
4: and we just thought that was so great because there you could find music every night in Philly. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't, know if, I don't know if that's really the case anymore, but like, uh, but at the time there was, you could find a show pretty much every night of the week.
1: Where, uh, what was your like your your home
4: base spot? Was it the Grape Room or was it somewhere else? I think. Well, I mean, we started off. It was the Grape Room, and then they closed and then we moved over to doc watson's oh yeah oh yeah was great that would be probably yeah. the spot and then um um what else then the grape room came back and then that was our spot
2: yeah cuz we like we we actually lived not far from the grape room so and we like all kind of worked around that area too so we would be able to be like yo friends come down to the grape room and let's like have a good show and it would be like good
4: shows <laughs> it'd be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Aaron ran a venue for a year yeah. called the Rocks Box. It was like a, a small venue in, in uh, Roxborough. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, then so that was our spot. And then um, I guess later, I mean, like Boot and Saddle was that's where we were playing most of our local shows before they shut down too, which is kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah. yeah. They're coming back though, right?
4: Is yeah. I yeah. I read? Oh, yeah, great. I think so. I did not know that. It's awesome. Yeah. As long as they keep the boot.
1: They they yeah. better oh they better yeah no that was really that was like one of the the biggest uh, COVID losses in in this area like I well you know of of a business I'll say uh, but uh, uh, but yeah like I, I'm so glad that you know they they were able to kind of uh, rally and and find a way to bring that back um, so um, you know um, do you guys. Do you guys see yourselves like what? What do you think is a better representation of yourselves, live or or like your recordings? Like,
2: uh, well, I, if if this was like a couple albums ago, I'd say probably live. But yeah, <laughs> um, I think after the last two, I think I think the recordings are pretty darn good. <laughs> I don't say so myself.
4: Yeah. They're, absolutely yeah because we used to we would play this the songs live like a million times and then go and record them so it was kind of like very road tested kind of thing but but the last two albums were writing in the studio and so we had the recording first and then we're uh, you know uh, translating that to live
2: yeah which i think is a better way of doing it because they think about some of like the earlier stuff like the stuff that worked live that was like exciting and like jarring or shocking like didn't always really come across on the on the recordings the way yeah the live stuff did like as much as we tried to make it that way but
3: well we and we use we would really like tailor our sets together we'd have a lot of we try to keep people really um a-
2: attention we would do we, we did all kinds of fun a whole things live looping thing we, we did like a at one point we were Having three people play the bass guitar at once—that was fun. Yeah, we did like power tools and stuff, like kind of borrowing from some more industrial bands and like using drills on our guitars and stuff. Yeah, fun stuff, you know, whatever. And sometimes it'd just be like dares, like I dare you to make a sandwich on stage during this break. And we're like,
5: <laughs> "All right, well."
1: <laughs> That's great. I just saw. Uh, I did. This is a complete. Uh, non sequitur, but I just saw recently car seat headrest, and uh there's a song that doesn't have drums on it, so the drummer, um, uh, they put a canvas out and just let him paint a painting while they were all playing. <laughs> a- I
4: love it. That was great. I I knew some. I know somebody that went to that. They said it was awesome.
1: It was an incredible show. But I, I'll tell you what. I'll be 100 honest. I didn't realize that he's wearing a mask now. And uh, with the LED eyes on it and stuff like that. And I was like, what's going on? Like uh, this, (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) Like (laughs) They came out and I was like, "Uh, this is their music, but this guy's got an LED bug mask on. I was weird. It was weird. (laughs) he wore it the whole time the entire time maybe it wasn't him maybe he was sick that's what i'm wondering like (laughs) well you know because we actually my girlfriend and i we went to the show and like we were like googling it on the way home we're like we there's got to be a story behind this mask because like my initial thought was i wonder if it's a uh a covid thing like i was wondering like if he was just like really insecure about going out and and doing live shows in big venues um and and i'm I, I they asked him they literally asked him about it and he was like no nah, it's not a COVID thing he's like i just wanted to he's like i was studying a lot of david bowie and a lot of like stage performance and i wanted to try something and i was like oh all right <laughs> that kudos to you like you still sound great so it's all that matters like uh uh but it definitely took me took me by surprise i was like this, this, what's going on i don't know. <laughs> um but um so um do you like uh you know you make the move down here you're playing now you're playing uh different places and and stuff like that uh how how long did it take you to kind of build a following uh in the area you know you said you came in as you know somewhat established or whatnot but um was it a challenge to kind of uh build a community here
2: i think the house shows that we threw really helped building the community because we would do we would do a lot of like basement shows at our place because we were like very fortunate to have a full like apartment to rent that was shared with like fraternities and sororities on the other side so they didn't really give a shit like (laughs) if we were making music like real loud they're all just college kids and they were partying most of the time we were playing so it didn't matter and like sometimes they would come over and like check it out and like (laughs) make friends with them and stuff it's pretty fun i think that like that went a long way to help building some amount of a audience in philly
1: yeah, that's cool. Like you know, like uh, it's one of the things that I've always found interesting about um, you know bands relocating is like it you, you you know it's it's a little easier now with the internet and whatnot, but like uh it's it's a bit of a challenge to kind of you know build that you know especially if you've built it and then you're you know starting over from scratch in a new area. Um, but um, but it sounds like you know like the the carryover there wasn't really any any struggle there. Um, so, you know, going into um, the was the first album done down here or did you do that before the move?
4: That was done before the move. OK, um, the uh, clever cutting actor. We recorded that uh, in Erie, PA. Home of the Yoniters. Yes. <laughs> <Wonders>. <laughs> yes. I'm a big fan of fictional bands.
1: So oh, uh, <laughs> you are you are that. in good company here. sir.
2: I love, I love that film and I love that band. That was one of the first songs I learned how to play was that thing you do. I remember buying the, the guitar mm-hmm. tab from the store. and me i mean, I'm like, I guess I'll play this song now.
4: That's so cool. Yes. Um, I guess it was just some early demos and then that record were done um, in, you know, where we came from and then everything else has been since we've been in Philly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What? um you know uh uh what what is that uh, you, you said early on that like you were kind of just compiling songs and then going into the studio with it but um you know the transition the past few albums of of writing you know uh for, in the studio for the album what, what what's that kind of take me through that process a little bit um you know um or, or, or like are you taking you know um jams or anything into it at all or is it literally just like let's spend some time in the studio
2: well, I, think, I think for this last one, I mean, we, had, we were fortunate enough to, to be able to actually have a studio space now, and that really changed the way we could do things. So over, over the uh, pandemic, we kind of tried something new, which was, let's go in with the intention of finishing a song today and see where that takes us, because we can just record it right away. And, um, so we, Jay and I would get together and we would just like, just like the good old days, just keep on riffing until we find some stuff we like and being like, you like that? Like, I like that. All right. So we work off of that, you know, and then build a song structure real quick and then record it. So like we were, we were kind of taking out the element of all that second guessing and like super analyzing all these little parts and stuff like, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Like as long as, as long as the general vibe is in there and the, the feels good, we're going to keep going with it. And like, that's how all of these songs got made was, and I think that was like such a great way to work because the longer you spend on something, I feel like the more you sort of lose the sparkle of it. Yeah, sure. Not like that, that, that excitement. Um, Not to say that you shouldn't like, make sure it's good <laughs> but like <laughs> like you know just to make sure that the energy is there and doesn't get lost because like i mean some of the old stuff we would we would rehash songs a dozen times and by the time it was done with it you're like i hate this song
1: <laughs> yeah i
2: hate it <laughs> yeah the bridge is cool but i hate the song like it's so kind of just got rid of all of that and it's it's i think it's like a really great way to do stuff
1: that's cool um the uh you, you mentioned the pandemic. What was uh um besides you know being a, a ridiculous hell that we were all experiencing, what was the uh what was the pandemic like for you guys like as as a band? Were you able to uh kind of were were you guys each other's pod, um uh or whatnot to be able to continue making music? Or?
4: Yeah, I think we took we took a break because luckily we had recorded four songs like right at the beginning of the pandemic or maybe before. So there, was, Steve had some stuff to play with at at the home studio, and so we did take a break for a while, just because like nobody knew what was going on. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Like everybody was like yeah. away from everybody kind of thing. So we did take a break for a while, but then eventually we broke out of that and and started writing. I think we were wearing masks for a while, like
2: long time in the now, room. Actually.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So we, we slowly got back back into it, but then we wrote the other half of the album during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, who who handles lyrics? Oh, I, I guess. That, it, yeah. Do, w- were you handling them when you didn't want to sing? When when you reluctantly before you reluctantly took over? Or
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh where, where were you? Were you always a, uh, a lyricist? Like, was that uh, from a childhood uh, type thing? Were you always kind of.
2: Mm, not really. No, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess I never really thought much about the lyrics. This is a good question because <laughs> usually I'm just like, yeah, cool sounds and stuff. All right. But yeah, lyrics. Uh, I think when I, the first couple albums and stuff, it's like, and that was really the first time I was ever starting to write lyrics and words. And I was just like, I'm going to try to be as clever and mysterious as possible. And also, like, for some reason, when I listen back to them, I'm like, these are oddly, like, uh, suggestive sometimes. And I don't know why <laughs> I was being like that, because I'm not really like that in person. You know, I was doing my best impression of all the people that I thought were, like, great lyricists and stuff. And sure. it, 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 took, it took a long time before I really felt comfortable to be like, all right, I'm going to write this stuff. And this is coming from, from me it's very personal or it's you know actually means something to me at least or anything like that. It's a it's you know something to work. I always try I always try to like do a little better each time.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. No, I know like for myself, like uh I, I when I when I started writing songs, they were all like I don't want to say parody songs because they weren't parody songs, but they always had like a, a humor to them or whatnot. And, and I found that I used it as a crutch. Um, it was essentially like, you cannot, you cannot hurt me if you say you don't like this. Cause it's like, Oh, you just don't find it funny or something like that. You know, oh, something you along. Joke.
2: Like, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So like, to be, you know, and it does. It takes growth and it takes, you know, doing it over and over again to like, all right, maybe I will put a little bit a little piece of myself in this and stuff like that. Um uh so you know, as as you were kind of transitioning, you know, into kind of finding your voice as a songwriter, did you find it uh at all challenging to sing those songs live once you started kind of
2: well being a three-piece, it's always a challenge to <laughs> sing-, <laughs> sing live. <laughs> Like, I'm a very busy guy up there, which is, you know, Aaron, I think Aaron, Aaron and Jay make up for it, though. They're pretty, pretty darn animated when they're playing. Um, but I try my best yeah. Uh I want to say I've gotten more part of part of that whole finding your voice thing is like learning to play your strong points. Mm-hmm. I think that was like a big a big hurdle I needed to overcome that I honestly don't feel like I really got around to until like a couple years ago. Like, like again, that the last album we put out, I think, was probably the first one where I was like, "These are lyrics that I'm proud of," you know. Or it's hard because I'm not like the biggest like lyrics aficionado, you know. like sure. I'm, not, I'm not the type of person that's going to sit down and like dig through like some like a group's lyrics and being like, "Wow." he said this thing here and it's so you know, whatever. Uh, it, it's never really been like what I go to when I listen to music. Um, but people, people do listen to the lyrics. It's like, it's a big part. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> turns out, turns out, turns out the quickest way to connect to your audience is through the lyrics and, and the melody yeah. and stuff. So uh that was a good realization to come around to, I think.
1: That's great. That's great. Um, here's here's, here's a, a random question out of nowhere. You know, Aaron, uh, your dad's this incredible banjo player. Uh, Jay, you said your dad played guitar. Um, have you gotten your, your folks on any songs or anything like that?
3: Uh, I ha- no, I have not. Not on any <laughs> of our songs. I, you know, it's different genres.
2: Yeah, that's true. Jay's dad is an absolute shredder too. I mean, either of your dads would probably make us look
4: bad. So it's, (laughs)
2: it's it's best not that they don't play. Yeah.
4: We've, (laughs) we've, um, we've done some, my dad and I have done some recordings at home and I think we did one with you guys also Oh yeah, came over like one Christmas and we had the the gear all set up and all the the couches pushed over, you know, in the living room. Mm -hmm. And we did, so we did some stuff, but that's like more like my dad's stuff. And, and um we did a recording with the three of us and your dad
5: oh, oh yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yeah that's right so we, we have done that.
4: some some dad side projects it was like, for like sure. uh, you know just like a fun yeah i
2: like stuff. to think more or less we're guesting on their stuff <laughs> and then,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: For sure. That's cool. That is so cool. Like uh, that's, that's an awesome thing to be able to share um, and stuff like that. And not just, you know, share with your respective parents, but to share with your band brothers as well. Like that's a, that's a, that's a cool little, that's a cool little thing. If you ask me.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've all become family at this point. Like we've been, we've been playing together for so long and we're, you know, we're brothers and so like their parents are, not exactly our parents, but you know, Pretty like, close. We're, all, we're all family. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, uh,
1: Shadow Work coming out, um, uh, very shortly. Um, have you been able to start playing some of these songs live or are you holding back on them until closer to release?
4: Or we're, we're playing, uh, or we have been playing a handful of them, but we're saving a few for the, uh, for the release. So we're, uh, we're, uh, doing them. And then we're doing more later. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. What's <laughs> the what's the reception been like? Have uh people been eating them up?
4: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. See, we, we actually go- haven't had the played the show yet that we're playing the show tomorrow, but it will oh. <laughs> Um, I'm doing that past future thing, and I'm just trying to bullshit. Oh, that's, right. <laughs> uh, that's so
1: cool! Um, uh, what? Um, see, it's not just me. It's not just me, folks. <laughs> I hear me do this every week. Like, I think it's the, and I, I start to do the math. But, um, what? You know, uh, post pandemic, like, what was what was your first kind of live show back? When when did you get to do that? That'll be
4: the the future past show. Oh, really? You guys haven't played since the have not played this this
2: has been the longest time we've we've went without playing a show i think definitely ever ever for sure i I don't think we ever even i want to say we probably played a show every every three months minimum you know at the at the the minimum like before this for like probably 15 16 years
4: (laughs) yeah
5: i mean
2: we
4: we counted one time we've played over a thousand shows yeah. So, like, yeah, so there have never been big long breaks like this yeah. before.
1: That's wild. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, like um, you know, um uh, the I played a few um shows, outdoor shows during the pandemic and um it was hard. It was really hard like um like because everybody had to be so far away like it was almost like I would rather be in my basement doing a live stream right now than being at this show because (laughs) you just, you know, it's so, it's already hard enough to connect and to get that connection and get the, the vibe going, but to do it with people like distant and stuff like that. But um, all of the live shows I've played and all the live shows I've been to um, since things have opened up have been absolutely incredible. Like people are so hungry for it. And also, you know um, I know that in the past um, the future past that they, they are going to love this show and you guys are going (laughs) to, going to have a killer one Uh, where, where is, was that show at? That's uh,
4: that was, is, was uh, Dobbs on South
1: Street. Uh, so you know you guys are are playing that show on 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 south street and i just realized that we had that conversation before i hit record um you know there um has um it, you know this past weekend or uh whatnot was you know this this tragic shooting uh that occurred down there on south street like um you know there's there's uh, kind of a, a, a weird calm in the air, and then on top of that, you're you're doing you're doing your show, but um, in the future past. Um, but um, kind of kind of talk talk the audience through kind of what your conversation has been about, like that, like kind of what we were just talking about, because I think it's a I think it's a really incredible thing that you guys are kind of looking to do.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, we did have a conversation about it because we, you know, we were concerned one of the other bands didn't think it was the right time to play. So they they bailed on the show. Um, and we talked about it and ultimately, you know, I mean, we considered that also in trying, trying to consider different points of view. But ultimately, we thought that going to play the show and, you know, putting out some good vibes and, and playing some good music is ultimately going to do
2: right. much better. Because, like, how are you going to... There's, there's a big elephant in the room, when you're doing a show, knowing that like, like a bullet came through that window and grazed somebody's leg. Like people died out front of there. Like, how are you going to not talk about that or not know that or have it hanging over your head? Like when you're playing or in the audience or anything like that. I, so, so I'm, I mean, I was as soon as I got the news about that and then it clicked that I was like, oh, my God, that's like right where we're playing next week. I mean, you have to. I mean you'd be doing yourself and everyone a disservice without acknowledging that and trying to like take that and turn that into something more positive in a way.
4: Yeah, um, absolutely. And and we also decided that um, the, the way to kind of uh, to, to call attention to it and, and, uh, and I don't know, like take it seriously, give it the gravity that it deserves would be to donate the proceeds of, of of our show or at least our portion um to the to uh a um i can't remember the we name the,
2: every I, we think we decide on every town
4: every town yes. yeah so, yeah there's, yeah, there's so. a
2: couple good um good orgs out there that are helping fight gun violence yeah and
4: they, they promote safe gun use and gun safety yeah um and so we thought that was a good uh, a good way to approach that situation
1: definitely and and like i said earlier you know before we started recording like much respect for that like it it is um just a horrifying tragedy and and you know but i but i do agree i completely agree with you that like you know um kind of canceling good things because of it you know kind of feeds the the um that feeds the negativity and the, you know, like it doesn't help heal. Whereas I believe that music and culture can help heal. And, uh, and, and I'm glad you guys are uh, continuing on with that show. And I think, uh, you know, i well, future past, but I think people should definitely go. And a
4: hundred percent. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you. We appreciate that
1: and check it out. So, you know, um, you know, I, just to talk a little more, uh, about, uh, the single spirit box. Um, I, I had never heard of a spirit box before until this track. So I, I had to look it up. And, um, and so this is the, I, I read that this is written, uh, with a spirit box experience. Um, oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's do two things. One, explain to the, the good folks listening, what a spirit box is. And two, tell me about this experience
2: okay um so if
1: uh (laughs)
5: uh,
2: if anyone hasn't ever seen a spirit box um or heard one in action it's basically like taking a your am fm dial or scan button and just holding it down or just turning the dial constantly like so it's scanning between all these frequencies and um kind of what that does is sort of creates a background for hopefully some kind of uh communication with spirits or extraterrestrials or ultra or whatever you whatever comes through these things and i've seen i've seen a lot of things where it's working but i was always kind of like well i don't know so I'm like had to try it so we tried it and we went to uh A partner's uh, family's house, and they have. We think there's a ghost there, so am I just like, just not to not to get too deep into it. We thought there's been a ghost there for a while. We've seen some weird stuff. We're like, why don't we try to use this to talk to this ghost or whatever it is? So we did it, and it absolutely like worked. Like it's crazy. So we we ended up we got this little spirit box thing going. I'm in these headphones that are isolated. And um I'm hearing this this like sweep of the channel back like through the ears and stuff. And every once in a while, like a word or two or a phrase will pop out at you that's like doesn't seem like it belongs there. So as the person that's hooked into the spirit box, my job is to just kind of say those words because I don't really know I'm basically isolated from whoever's asking questions. Um and I feel like I'm doing a really bad job describing this. No, I I think you don't hear the question. Yeah. So in this, so the, the methodology we use is called the Estes method, which was developed by the guys from Hellier and from, uh, which is like, I think on Amazon, if you check it out, like they, they actually use the spirit box in a lot of their investigations and stuff. So if you were like, if you're interested in seeing these in action, I would just go watched a little bit of Hellier. I think they do it in like the first couple episodes and you you can see like the methodology behind it. But um, yeah, it was remarkable. I, I thought I was like uh just saying stuff and not, none of it made any sense. And I get out and, and they're like, yeah, so uh you definitely answered like all the questions pretty much we were asking with your responses. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. And uh I mean, we have we have a recording of it. I don't know if I want to put it out because it's kind of weird and little like we run to the mill kind of fly thing. I think we just recorded it on like an iPhone just to hear like the the interplay and whatever. But yeah. It worked out pretty cool. And honestly, I don't really know what it is we're talking with or how the mechanism of it actually works. I mean, maybe it's just like creates the bowl of water that you drop a marble in, you know? And it's like it's like the substrate that you can see the things happening through or hear the things happening through in this case. It's, it's just such an interesting thing. I got really, really into all of this kind of uh, esoteric stuff throughout the pandemic and kind of became my hobby, which is kind of why the album's the way it is in a way. I, I was joking with Jay. It's like, if anyone really pays attention to the lyrics and the flow of the album, it's sort of like a, Beginner's Guide to Witchcraft in a way. <laughs>
1: Very cool. Maybe Baby,
2: baby's first occult album. <laughs> but it's not like it's not like in your face about it or nothing, but like it's in there. If you know, if you know, you know. Like you, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of like words and phrases that I'll say like on the record if you hear them and be like, Oh yeah, this guy definitely spent some time reading up on the golden dawn. <laughs> that
1: sort of stuff. All right. All right. Here's my pitch for you. You ready? Yeah. Seven inch seven inch single spirit box on one side, the recording on the other. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, tell me a little bit about um, making the video. Like where, where, where did you come up with the, the concept for all that?
4: I, w- I think that the main priority for me was um, something that was missing from previous videos. It was a fairly simple thing, but it's our performance. So we d- we decided the last video we wanted to do no like we're not none of us are in it right it's like a it's like a it's like a little movie kind of thing sure so and I and as years you know as a couple of years passed I'm just kind of like I'm like I think we need to be in the video I think there's like a, a somewhat of a disconnect yeah there, like
2: not. we have pretty good hair it's yeah you, know, you should <laughs> probably show it
4: right and I and I really wanted to do a, a silhouette thing and just because because we have the three piece so we have this kind of like symmetry with with steve in the middle and then drums you know drums on this side bass on that side kind of thing so i just i just kept thinking about the the silhouette of like what we would look like in silhouette and um so that that was a big a big part of it and like and so much of the i don't know so many the the kind of heavier bands are always everything is just black and white and gray and dirty and dingy and so we just went like full colorful like it's still- dude. The, co- the
1: color palette is amazing it's absolutely amazing and it's it's so stunning to watch like it's just, just visually pleasing you, you
2: should see what it's like standing in that room when all those colors are blasting with the lights it's real trippy i wish everyone could experience that in some way like <laughs> it was fun yeah was we fun to do <laughs> we
4: we did a couple takes with just straight like strobe and and when you know if anyone sees the video they'll know what it means it's like we're on a 30 foot white psych which is just like a giant void you know like we're surrounded in this giant void and it's just this pulsing red light going on and off and i think we were getting sick like we were like we we could only do like a little chunk of the song because we sorry about that because we uh yeah i I think somebody would had a seizure you know so we (laughs) because
2: at some point when you get close enough to the center of that wall your whole field of vision is just what that light is just the colors and it's like really like I've never experienced anything like that. It's almost like there's a thing called the Gansfeld experiment where you put ping pong balls over your eyes and shine red light helps you get into a hypnagogic state. It's very much like that. And I was like, ah, I love this. This is great. And I was just like, <laughs> crank it up. <laughs> yeah,
4: It's really and the, cool. Yeah, and the guys in the, at the studio that were running the lights were like, are you sure you guys want to do this? And we're like, yeah, it's, it's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: fine. We're not, we're, we're not photosensitive. Yeah. At least we don't think. Yeah, no, we'll find out.
1: Yeah. Right. I was gonna say that would be a crazy time to find out, wouldn't it?
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Make for great outtakes though. So, Make yeah, for great so that, that
4: was that's the main thing. And then I just kind of because uh, I, I talked to Steve a lot about the spirit box because it's something that I didn't know anything about. And so and it's not it's an unusual thing. So we talked about it multiple times, and I'm like, you know, like tell me about it, like how do you know, kind of how do you connect with it and stuff like that. So that's where some of the other images come from you know we're using we're painting uh symbols on glass and um and which are you know which are sigils yeah. you know which you know it's basically i don't know i mean the way i would describe Spells it an image form yes exactly it's, it's like something it's like an it's an image that you create that you kind of like assign like uh, significance or power to yes right so yeah. so that and um just um mixed in some some kind of creepy imagery in with that. And, uh, and that's kind of where it came from.
1: It's killer, man. And it, and it, and it matches so perfectly to is such an incredible song. Um, I'm, I'm really, really glad that, uh, it was sent to me that I was able to check it out, um, in the past future, future past, uh, <laughs> <It> <laughs> before out
2: I can't tell you how, how grateful I am that you enjoyed the song because I've, I'm like, not, not anybody outside of this group has really heard it.
1: So, oh really?
2: You're, you're like kind of the first person to give some feedback on it, and I really appreciate that,
1: dude. It it's it's got just such a perfect driving rhythm, um, you know. And and you you know, I, I I don't know if you want to hear this or not, but your voice sounds great on it. Like it's just it's it's just a really really good song. Like, um, and and you guys should definitely be proud. It definitely has me completely psyched for the for the rest of the album. I can't wait to kind of see what you guys have created um in in the two years of of hell
4: oh <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you we appreciate that thank i also you. want to give a big shout out to written house which is the studio um and uh so they've uh they were really great to us they were really yeah. like help like very helpful uh, throughout the whole process of doing the video there and everything and um anybody that has like a film project that's that's the spot that's where you yeah. need to go it's, it's a probably the best studio in philly
1: yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Perfect shout out. Well, you guys want to go through this standard questionnaire. Uh, sure, this, yeah. is, this is, I call it the jauntlet and these are um, two, <laughs> two, two sections of, uh, of 10 questions. The first are kind of like a rapid. Um, we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of go in order. Uh, 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 Steve J Aaron um, uh, okay. for each of these uh, question. Number one of the one hit wonders, Billy Joel or Elton John. Billy Joel. Um, I'm going to go Elton John. Billy Joel. All right, we got Billy Joel over Elton John. See, now we can do uh, an actual winning vote
4: in real time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how we we write all our songs and make all our decisions. Is just a vote because there's three of us. Yeah, it kind of sucks though when you know two of the other guys are definitely on
1: something.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: got to convince one of the other
4: yeah. people
5: to come to your side.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I'd love to, I'd love to see the politicking too uh, <laughs> to try to get that swing vote. I don't know. These yeah. these
2: days I, I don't think you, st- you you stay around with the three the other guys if you haven't like how long has it been now? Like seventeen? been al- almost twenty. Almost, almost twenty years, years, like knowing these guys. Like <laughs> we're kind of we're pretty like the same guys now at this point, <laughs> twenty years. So like, there's very few things that we disagree on. I think musically, anyways.
4: <laughs> <Except> <laughs> for Billy Joel. Except for Billy Joel. <laughs> I just
2: look. Billy Joel had Attila, that 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 crazy hard rock band before this stuff. And honestly, if I'm gonna listen to to like a greatest hits, it's Billy Joel for me. There's so many. That's a good point. Can I say neither? <laughs> 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 oh <my laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: very, you very well can. You very All well right. can. Uh, number two, Debbie
4: Harry or Joan Jet? Joan Jet. Well Joan Jet. Same.
1: Yeah, there we go. And and she's from the area, so you know we we gotta we gotta represent Philly in here. Uh, number three, Aretha Franklin or Tina Turner?
2: Aretha for me. Aretha. Yeah. Same
1: yeah that's uh that's uh you know i I, i've said this a lot now but that's one that i'm probably gonna have to take out because uh like i think i've had like two people say tina turner and that was it
2: (laughs) i mean tina's great but aretha's
1: yeah she,
2: yeah, she, she plucks the strings of the heart in, some, in a way that one
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent, and and it's funny because that one I think replaced because uh, I had different ones season one, and uh, that one replaced uh, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar, which everybody picked David Lee Roth um, except for one guest, um, but uh, so maybe it's just a cursed spot is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number uh, the next one Nirvana or Pearl Jam
2: Pearl Jam Nirvana I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um, Nirvana. Okay. A Nirvana win there. But uh, I'm a Pearl Jam guy too. So uh, I'll, I'll, be <laughs> your, right. I'll be your swing vote. Uh, <laughs> next one uh, Janice Joplin or Stevie Nicks?
4: Oh, Janice all the way. Yeah, I got to go Janice. Same.
1: All right. All right. I, li- I, li- I like these uh, shutout ones. It's, it's very definitive. <laughs> uh, Beatles or the Stones? I like the Beatles a little better. I'm going to go Beatles as well. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, the shutouts continue. Uh, You guys are kind of like uh, uh, the, uh, I don't know if you remember, there were um, uh, three forms of Voltron. There was the vehicles, there were the lions, but in the middle there were three robots and you guys are like the robot form of Voltron. So great.
3: (laughs) We're just robots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The final one of the one hit wonders, Bohemian Rhapsody or Stairway to Heaven?
2: Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody
1: same <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah this is the other one like the aretha franklin one that also has to change <laughs> um the okay so the next segment is the top 10 countdown um in this segment i use john to be whatever you want it to be It doesn't have to be music um because that's what john is so so any any way you want to use john um in any of these questions please feel free but number one what was your first john what was the first thing you were obsessed with when you were younger uh steven
2: boy that's tough um like how young
1: <laughs> i mean whatever jumps out is like the first thing you can like pin. the puberty years though
2: okay <laughs> yeah that's what i was getting at like, <laughs> yeah. i don't know how
1: deep i want to get into this uh
2: i think um i was that kid who got a four track recorder i i really from the i mean i was probably like 16 and i was like trying to dub my own stuff like yeah I, tape recorder it started then and it never really stopped i just like i like all forms of recorded music and recording the process everything
1: yeah very cool right behind me um I, I i won't be able to reach it without knocking everything over is my original uh tascam uh from back in the day that... that's,
2: that's nice that's straight up gold these days they're real expensive to get
1: that's I've, what i hear
2: i've been keeping an eye out and i can't find i can't find one that works for like less than four hundred bucks for some reason, it's crazy. And the thing <laughs> that I, I sold mine for like sixty bucks to a friend.
1: Sure, yeah, of course. We were like, <laughs> oh, we don't need these anymore. We have computers. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did. Our, we did our first demos on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow. uh Jay, how about you?
4: First, John. Um. Oh. Okay. So before, so before streaming, right? TV streaming and before like. DVDs were really popular I would tape every Simpsons episode from TV and catalog them and put them back on a tape in order of season so my friend and I that was our obsession and we had a whole spreadsheet of all the episodes and what the what the name was and the title was
2: I didn't even know that oh yeah <laughs> today I learned
4: Oh yeah, that's that's fucking incredible. We got through at least at least a couple seasons because you had to just wait for it to come on. Yeah, <laughs> we had so we had a, you know, which tape? You know, this is like tape number seven or whatever has like last exit to Springfield on it. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. It's all um, right. And then you know, so then you you look in the sheet and it's like, okay, we're coming up to season whatever season that's on, and then so we we take that, put them in order, cut out the commercials. <laughs> right. do, you, do you still have these tapes uh they probably are at my parents house yeah probably what's your favorite simpsons episode oh man uh
2: Street i don't Bart know if, I, don't, Marge?
4: I don't know if i could pull a
5: favorite oh
4: man my my my
1: answer for that while you're thinking about it is um i i, f- I forget the exact name of the title. But um I'm pretty sure it's you only move twice. It's the Hank Scorpio episode. Oh that's, that's a great one. so good. Yeah. That's, that's a great one. That's it. And it's it's all because of just the the um <laughs> the, the middle section where um where hammock's or uh, Homer's talking about wanting uh to install hammocks and they go yeah. through all the different hammock names and he goes oh you mean down at the hammock district
4: yeah like yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can go to Marianne's hammock she gets in the <laughs> hammock can... with you that's exactly right. <laughs> the <Just best>. <laughs> that is that's a the great best episode. i'll default to that one for now i think yeah. that's, that's not even a question but uh but yeah that's that's a great one um, awesome uh aaron first john let's see
3: online or weird i um yeah let's get weird let's get weird yeah do it um, so yeah, I like to, I used to juggle. Yes, I used yes. to really get into juggling. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would just all, every kind of pattern of juggling.
2: Um, I feel like you got to put up or shut up now. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I used to do
5: juggling on an audio podcast, yes, folks. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to juggle pins and all kinds of stuff. Could um, you do, uh, could,
1: you could do pins? Did you just say yeah, that? Yeah, that yeah. Oh man, that's cool. I could never do pins. I could just do balls
4: and beanbags and stuff like that. But uh, well, um, you have to do like a thing. You actually do like a routine. We could do, so, do a routine. We'll or something out.
2: you did a ru- you did do that with um uh the that what was his name the dude from uh the dinosaur band you bred you bred dinosaurs oh yeah 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 Pete yeah you bred Pete, we did you just, bred Raptors that's right you bred Raptors there's this band you bred Raptors, raptors so. and he, and this dude's like super pro juggler <laughs> like but you wouldn't he wouldn't i mean he's real on the dl about it but he's really good <laughs> and uh he's
4: i remember a good musician too oh
2: he's so good um <laughs> yeah. but i remember sitting outside of a venue and you two like tossing him back and forth and me i'm just standing there like this is the coolest thing I it's think have ever it's seen. It's not every
3: day you like. Yeah, meet, you meet up with another juggler. It's like, hey, you juggle too? You juggle? All right. Yeah.
4: yeah. You, you
5: pin pass? You All right. All right.
4: Uh, Bass player. Come
5: <laughs> on. What is it?
4: What is it? <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Uh, number two. What's your current John? Uh, Steve.
5: Hmm.
2: I like to garden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, that, is it is that a, a pandemic uh, side effect? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I I decided to really get in, interested in the occult and well more than I was before and then also garden because I think you need balance and that was seemed like a nice thing to do. I I'm terrible at it, but <laughs> by god I try.
1: <laughs> what uh what do you, what do you grow? What do you uh grow in there?
2: Oh this year i'm in my small south philly backyard planter i have a couple tomato plants a couple cucumber plants i got lavender going in like an, a little a little pot somewhere and what's the other thing i'm trying to get some basil but I, it's not taking very well for some reason all right i don't
5: know well, i'm, I'm like work.
2: Very i'm i'm i've only been doing it for like two years so all right all right
5: Just
4: uh, Jay, how about yourself? What's your current John? What are you into? Well, my current John, as you can clearly tell, is working out. So, um, <laughs> and I'm sure that the listeners, they can probably hear it. Really, You're swole, man. Yeah, I'm kind of... It just kind of vascular. oozes... Yeah, it just kind of oozes from Veins
2: me. are just popping out of places <laughs> I didn't know veins could be. Yeah. So, vascular. so vascular. So swole. Beast! <laughs>
4: It's true. It's all true. <laughs> 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 that's, <laughs> that's great. I, but I got into, yeah, I mean, like pandemic for sure. Like I, I got into the gym uh was closed in my apartment building. So I started working out just like body weight stuff in my office. And then I, once the gym opened back, back up, I like, you know, c- got in, more into nutrition and into like, different techniques and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I definitely got obsessed with it.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Aaron, yourself, current job.
4: I, I picked up acoustic guitar
3: um, and uh, acoustic guitar is like the easy thing I have um, to just grab right off the wall and play it. It's a good reset for me. If I just play it for like five minutes, kind of resets me, Um, you know, so I, I acoustic guitar bass players playing Hmm. acoustic
4: guitar acousticals
1: (laughs) my uh my drummer started playing acoustic guitar um over the pandemic and he sent me a video and i was like okay so you can do that am i supposed to play drums now like i don't understand what (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
4: bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I'm like,
1: I, what the what the fuck?
4: Like <laughs> yeah, you, you got are... that in the bud. That can't continue. <laughs> you don't want drummers doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm a drummer, I can say that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh number three, what was your first concert? Uh, Steve.
2: I think my first proper concert was Third Eye Blind with Eve six and uh, somebody else was opening at my college. I think that was like my first proper like rock and roll show where i went with friends to go see that's
4: legit that's that's like a college rock experience it was was the camp
2: before like 2002 or some something like that it was like put on by mtv so it was like i remember like that was like the first time i and and third eye blind was huge at that because they just dropped their their that big album of theirs where they had like jumper and uh semi charm life and all that I remember like just the the production, even I was like, what? What? This is great.
4: Excellent. Excellent. Jay. From my memory, I think it was Ozfest in 2002 was the first like big concert I went to. Well, who was on that lineup at that time? It was. Um, so this was when. I did not see Ozzy because Sharon was uh Sharon Osborne, his wife had uh cancer, I think. It was like recovering from cancer at that time, so he wasn't on the tour. But uh, I think Rob Zombie and System of a Down like co-headlined. Okay. And uh I mean they were both awesome. Like I wasn't like a big Rob Zombie fan at the time, but seeing him live like kind of made me a fan. And uh and System of a Down was amazing. They were they were nuts, like they were so good. It was like one of my favorite shows. Of all time.
1: That's incredible. Um,
4: see so yeah, su- such a good show. I'm trying to remember who else was there. POD was there. Uh let's the South see. Towns. Uh Drowning Pool, I think. And that was like not that. Yeah, not oh, that guys. long before that guy died. The singer. He died? Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but uh yeah, he died like not too long after that show. Oh my god. Um oh Apex Theory. Apex Theory. Oh, very
1: nice. You yeah. know Apex Theory? i i'm i'm familiar i'm not like uh i'm not well
4: versed but yes
2: but just being familiar is enough man because like i feel like nobody knows about that band they're, they're like so one good. of the
4: most underrated bands so... of all time mm-hmm. in my opinion they're they're still an influence on us like
2: yeah yeah that i, I kind of forgot about them even when we were talking about it because like i think i think me and you both had the apex theory record and like you like apex theory i can't believe it and i'm like I've never known anybody that likes Apex. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the stepbrothers moment you talked about. Yeah. That's exactly right. That, yeah. that was
2: Jay and I's stepbrother moments. <laughs> I can't believe you like this band. Great,
1: <laughs> uh, Aaron, what was your first concert?
2: Um,
3: the My first concert was actually Blink-182. Mm. A lot of skateboarding at that time. <laughs> and uh you have to justify it it's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you, you can like what you my like friend, man I, I remember but it was cool because it was like me and my best friend at the time we went it was like we went out and like stay the night we were all like you know by ourselves like away from everything and like someone going on some... having a having a going to a, a concert like that I've never been to an event like that and like you guys like pregame and stuff yeah we yeah. pregamed we went into the sh- went to the show and like it was like it was a whole experience kind of um and I, you know i had a lot of fun so
1: that's dope. You know, uh just just on, on on something you said earlier, you know, the tagline of this show and this website and kind of uh movement is uh displace the guilt, embrace the pleasure. Because I don't believe in guilty pleasures. So you you like what you like and Love you that. just own it. Just just yeah. own it. So blink one eighty two, own it. <laughs> um number uh four, what was your last concert?
2: I saw Genesis's last co- last tour recently
1: with how, how was it
2: heartbreaking
1: yeah i he's mean he's doing everything from a chair right yeah. is that yeah it's yeah. tough
2: yeah but he's playing drums and it was kind of beautiful to see him look like i there's this moment they had where they like he looked back and and you could just feel that he wishes he could be playing alongside his his son yeah and i was just like ah uh, my heart because like i i love genesis i never seen them and I was like, well, I gotta see if this is the last Torah, I gotta, you know, I would love to go see this, this show. And it was great. And he sounded pretty good, but man, it's just hard to see him like that. Cause I had seen like old concerts and stuff on YouTube. And I'm I'm like, this guy's a straight beast.
5: Like, yeah. So
2: good. Like his voice and and like he's playing drums on a lot of stuff while he's singing. And it's he for what it's worth, though, even sitting in that chair, he had everybody wrapped around his finger, the whole arena. And I'm like that's amazing to me. Like he didn't lose a step and he was even like, he knew, he knew the situation. I mean, he's done this for like 40 years, something like that. Like probably more. It, he he knows that he's stuck in the chair and he's playing to it. He knows. And like the brilliance behind that was, ah, man, I, it, it was like, it was like one of
4: those bittersweet moments. Sure. The best.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Jay
4: uh last concert was last john was deftones uh with gojira in philly nice very, very cool where where was that at it was at the the met oh my god what a what a perfect room it was great yeah Um i got COVID there so you oh know. okay <laughs> I
2: went to this concert and all I got was this lousy COVID. (laughs) (laughs) What
4: uh, a
1: concert that you get COVID
4: at, though.
5: (laughs) It it, really does. It really does. What um
4: uh, what was that like? It was awesome. Like I I like I like Deftones. I'm not like a huge Deftones fan, um, but my wife is, and so like it was awesome for her. And it was, I mean, like I listened to them, but I was impressed like how good they sounded. Like I thought they sounded like a record, you know. And, um, but I was like blown away by Gojira. Gojira was, was the shit. Yeah. They were great. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Aaron, how about yourself? Uh, last concert.
4: Well, I don't know. I think this counts cause, um,
3: I went to, uh, Aladdin on Broadway. <laughs> totally counts. <laughs> and I have to say, I've never, I've never seen a Broadway show these these people are phenomenal I know they're they're, bo- they're, they're, <laughs> they're voice, on Broadway they're so good yeah. they're so good um, I was just really I kind of blown away at just like the performance of it all and Aladdin is like I mean that was the first movie that I ever owned I like I saved up all the money I could from like the couch cushions and stuff when I was little and bought that on VHS when I was little, and Aladdin was like, that was my jam. And then uh, it was a present to me for my birthday. Uh, my wife gave me that present to go see Aladdin on Broadway. But then it was canceled, pandemic, and all that other stuff. And then it came back, and we went. And uh, our tickets were, I guess, still good. Uh, for and that was that was pretty cool. I've never seen a Broadway broadway show and it was like this is awesome i've been missing out on this whole this whole part of things i don't know
4: yeah i've I've never been into musicals before but i went and saw uh hedwig and the angry inch um with neil patrick harris Oh, oh wow but? Broadway, and it was like it must have been so. It was good. the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like concert. It's like a concert and a movie all combined. You know, the like the best musicians, best performance. It was like I would say this the best thing I've ever seen live. You know what I mean? That's cool.
1: That's cool. And uh, uh is a perfect lead in for uh, number five? What was your favorite concert?
2: I'm gonna go Nine Inch Nails with Aaron at in in Washington. That was. That was insane, like right before the pandemic, they, they they decided to play some smaller venues, and I can't what was the name? Was it Nine Thirty Club that they were at? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was in, wasn't Wasn't in DC? No, no not Nine Thirty Club. That's Baltimore. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was in DC, like on the waterfront. Oh, I can't I'm spacing down the name remember. of it, but man, we got we were like right up front. Oh and man, it, and it was like so minimal, but like. I had seen Nice channels Sh- like a couple of times before that and they're like one of my favorite bands and I didn't I never thought I'd be that close to to the to the band. Yeah. And it was so good.
1: <laughs> it was so good.
4: That's cool, Jay. Um I mean, I I could say so many, I think, yeah. but I'm just going to pick um Red Hot Chili Peppers uh 2002 or 2003. It was the By the Way tour uh aaron was with me
2: wait was that did you did go to all, that yeah. yeah
4: yeah yeah we were, we were all there well, man that was that was yeah the first Remember, concert i was like that we all
2: went I was like to. john that was a great solo and he looked at me and, I, <laughs> and he just smiled and i was like
5: ah! <laughs> <laughs> he smiled at me
4: <laughs> we were right up front and um bonus opening band mars volta, mars volta. who we'd never wow. seen wow
2: yeah which... dude they fu- they fucked my mind up <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> yeah he almost uh hit us with a mic stand we were yeah. so close um
2: <laughs> but that's how good they were because like did we not go and immediately get their record because they we're like so like what the fuck were we just seeing <laughs> yeah. that was crazy that was so good
4: yeah and uh middle act queens of stone age yeah so like
1: I mean, wow, that's yeah. that's that's almost like festival worthy. Like that's like right. a, a right. great lineup. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you were at both of their favorites. Uh, what was your favorite?
3: Well, wow. um, is it Aladdin again? <laughs> 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 that was pretty good. I, I feel like I, I need to say a different one. Um, <laughs> no, you
2: can say whatever. It's fine.
3: So Nine Inch Nails is definitely by far one of my favorite bands. It's kind of one of those. Sometimes I, like sometimes you get into something and then you're like kind of fall out of it. And it's like, you know, like you get into certain bands and then you, you kind of fall out of it or whatever. But Nine Inch Nails has always been tried and true. And um, I've always thought like before, obviously, before I met my wife, I was like, you know, the person that I want to be with, they need to be like Nine Inch Nails is to me no matter what, no matter the test of time, I still listen to it and I still love it. Like it, I can't get sick of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is. And so nine inch nails has got to be the one being super close. Like that was awesome. Um, but it's kind of tied with me with another show that I was also close on nine inch nails. Um, but it's kind of been so long ago. I do it's like fading in my memory compared to the one
2: we were just at, uh, which oh, was oh, still the one on the the ago.
3: Slip Tour. Yeah, that yeah. one.
2: I was that up in was the stands cool. for that one. Yo, I was up in the stands with a fucking. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I I I was I was with the person. I was with a person. Well, I was with my girlfriend at the time, and her friend, and this other guy, and this other guy is a piece of shit <laughs> and he's, he's a famous piece of shit and I don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's well, just leave we'll, it at that. We'll circle back when I stop recording. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> <we'll
5: circle
4: back. laughs> Wait, what, um, what's yours?
1: Um, my, uh, my favorite concert like uh, is um, it, it, it's more an experience than it was the music, though. The music was incredible. It was um, Beck, Um, a few years ago when he played at the exponential music festival, um, it was the first, um, kind of like the first date almost, uh, with my girlfriend. Um, and, um, it started raining. We had lawn seats, it started raining and we just kind of gave into it and just started dancing on every song. And then, um, I, um, shot called all three songs of the, um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, encore um, before the show even started. I was like, these are three songs I need to hear. And then you know he gets done playing the set, and I'm like, all right. So he's probably gonna play like one of those songs. And then he did the one, and then he started playing the second one. I was like, oh my god, here we go. And then he did the third, and I was like, this is the best concert I've ever been to. In my That's life. the best. <laughs> one oh yeah. of the three? It was um, sex laws. Awesome, great yes. song. It yeah. was Deborah and um. It's on the same record as sex loss. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Now uh oh uh where it's at, I think it was, uh was the yeah, was yeah. the third. Right. Oh, amazing. That great. That's the, amazing. Yeah, it was so cool. And then, you know, like I said, like that was the, the, the beginning of a long going love of my life. So, uh, you know, you said try to find someone that you love, like you love Nine Inch Nails. I always liked uh, Ryan Adams had this line, not that we're allowed to talk about him anymore, but Ryan Adams had this line that um, um, I, I want to find a girl who loves me the way I love Star Wars. And that's always how I felt. I was, <laughs> um, and and my my girlfriend not only loves, Star, loves me the way I love Star Wars, but also loves Star Wars. So it was like... Uh, <laughs>
2: That works out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Beautiful. It's perfect. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh number six, who you never seen live that you wish you would have. Oh
2: boy. For me, it's David Bowie. Mm. I yeah, but also like a tie with Prince because I was okay. like trying to get I was trying to get Prince tickets before because he was doing a bunch of shows up in I think Jersey or New York area. It's some he he had like seven shows in one <clears throat> place, I think he was doing, and then like I'm, they were too expensive. So I just was like, ah, I'll get it next time. And then he passed mm-hmm. away and I'm just like, oh my God. And then I kind of feel the same way about David Bowie. It's just like, I never got a chance to see him, but he's been such a big part of my life that I'm just like, if I had only got a chance to see him live.
1: Yeah. So your two, your two answers, here's your thing. Um One um, my first two concerts ever were David Bowie. Um, it was David oh. Bowie on the Serious uh, Moonlight Tour and David Bowie on the Glass Spider Tour. Oh. Um, and my, my answer for who have you never seen live is Prince as well. And it's because my parents back in 1984 um, bought tickets <laughs> to the Purple Rain Tour and bought a ticket for me for me to go with. It would have been my second concert ever and then found out what the stage show was like. <laughs> my ticket. So, not only did I not see Prince, but I could have seen him. I had a ticket, and it got sold. So, where was it? Where oh was God. where was
2: the show at? Was it? I at want to say legendary the Spectrum. The Spectrum.
1: Yeah, was, I think so. That was
2: pretty close to that legendary show they recorded.
1: Yes. I think, yeah. The one, that the one that they did, the, They just remastered that one. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: they must. I mean, that was either like one or two before or after. I think so. That would have been just the most incredible show because that's yep. like i think one of the best all-time live captures of a band definitely I, think, I gotta i gotta i can't wait to see the remastered version i haven't seen it yet but i have seen the like the stuff that's floating around out there that from yeah. that show.
4: very
1: cool very really cool. cool uh jay how about yourself who have you never seen
4: that you wish you would have um i, th- I mean those are both great answers I'm, I'm gonna actually i'm gonna say beastie boys though oh, oh definitely yes. Yeah, that was yeah that was one that I definitely could have you know what I mean like they were around enough uh, you know uh, before uh, MCA died but that would have been so yeah definitely kick, kicking myself that I didn't make put forth the effort you know what I mean to, to go yep. definitely Aaron
3: I mean I would I would say I would I would have loved the ability and opportunity to see like either Queen or Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that would be
2: great.
1: Definitely. I don't know if you just saw. Um, I didn't read the full article yet, but um, it was either today or yesterday. I heard that they kind of found um, an old recording um, that they had never released with Freddie vocals on it. Um, and they're they're planning on uh, releasing that either this summer or this fall or something like that. So,
4: oh wow, that's crazy! If
1: anything can
2: that. fix the world, it's that song. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, percent believe that?
1: <laughs> Seriously, that Live Aid performance is just like it's it's unbelievable. I don't know that I've ever seen a live performance where someone has had the entire audience in his hand like that. Like anybody, yeah, anybody incredible. that
2: came after was just is just imitating that. I <laughs> think that was. Yeah. That was such a, a moment.
1: Yeah. yeah. I uh, uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, number seven, name an unappreciated John. Name something you wish had a little more shine to it.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, America? Does that count?
1: It can count. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's my answer. I'll accept it.
4: Uh, Jay, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to call back to the Apex Theory yeah yeah because uh, yeah, i don't know if i don't know if enough people know that band and every once in a while you know like every like maybe like three or four years somebody will see us at a show and be like apex theory or we like yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> so, like, one rare but but it happens every once in a while be like you guys like apex theory you're like yeah totally
1: it's the best it's like it's like when someone like uh knows the secret handshake like is like oh you got it you know yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Aaron, how about yourself?
3: I mean, we over the years we've played with so many different bands and there's just so many like local bands in all kinds of places that are just amazing. Like and they don't really get the recognition for it. And these bands can be like on um, they should be like you see these performances from like local musicians that are just so amazing and you're just like these people should be like on the stage in front of all this all these you know doing all these things and then it's just like that there's like a lot of things a lot of bands so I don't I mean just tons of them just like tons of like local uh bands that just like kind of never really got that they just have like such captivating talent and you can see it when you're you're in this little venue in this like intimate setting and they're just like really touch you and there's those
2: moments where you just see that and you're just like you know jealousy curve yeah the best the best fucking band that should have been should have been the biggest band in in the country from
1: yeah, that's really. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing them ba- back in my in, when I used to not be old and I used to be able to go out and see shows and they <laughs> never disappointed, man. Never
2: disappointed. So good. Oh, by the way, I, I don't know if... Uh,
1: I was talking about the band America, not the... I, I assumed. <laughs> I, I, Highway and all that. <laughs> really? I, I assumed. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I really thought,
4: like... I'm like, can you elaborate like, on that? Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I I mean,
2: I... I, I, I I realized that once we kind of scooch, scooch past it, that I was like, Oh, I think I think I'm talking
4: about. I totally did. Okay. That's fine.
1: I totally that's fine. No, I, I assumed because of the soft Yachty um, yes! kind of I love uh, Yacht rock, man. Yeah. I, 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 I knew where you were coming from. He gets you, man. <laughs> well, this is
5: more
2: for the, the, the listeners that'll be hearing this. They'll be like, Oh, he's just,
5: Oh, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah Wait, can we go back to so do you have is there anyone that's like sticks out in your head right now like no shade to anybody that we forget to mention here yeah, of yeah. course because yeah so like many. there's a i remember we played
3: in boston and there's this band flutter effect that we, oh, that we played yeah. and they were just like they had this one song i think it was called like tarantula or yep. something like that that's what it was and i remember listening to it and just being like this is awesome. Like it's just mind-blowingly good. And
4: um they had an electric marimba. Really? Yeah, yeah. imagine was, mo- imagine that moving
2: was... that in and out on a, on a load in for a show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like a
4: rock band with an electric marimba and um I think they had
5: they a couple like a different singers.
4: Maybe a cello, yeah. It was
5: it or was an upright uh, bass. Maybe? Yeah.
4: Big shout out to to Flutter Effect though. That was yeah, that's great. a good. That's a deep cut. It's a really good yeah good
1: one that's awesome i i'm gonna i i'm a i'm a deep diver on the internet um my buddy calls me dexter i don't know if you remember
4: <laughs> but
1: uh i'm gonna try to find them and i want to i want to hear some of this awesome and, um the uh number
4: eight what's your favorite album
2: oh boy can i do can i go last on this one <laughs>
4: uh that's that's a very tough one but i'm just gonna just pull whatever pops out of my head first and i'm gonna say um evil empire oh it's a good on. one uh, very good that, one that
2: is, <laughs> that is true that is true that is, <laughs> that, that is the true true
3: uh i'm gonna say incubus science album i think it's the most influential for me when i was
2: starting on bass and stuff so Jeez, see, see my my brain's doing this thing where there's like it's like well you should say this because it's cooler sounding if you say if you say this but <laughs> in reality in my heart of hearts i'm like probably the nine inch nails <laughs> you know like probably yeah. fragile probably that one yeah uh, brilliant that one that one's such a good album i there, can it's, listen to it forever
1: there are no wrong answers yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um number nine name an artist whose output you'll consume anything they put out even if you have to be apologetic for it <clears throat> what
4: do you what do you mean if you have to be apologetic for so it, like,
1: like um so like uh i you know I, I i called somebody out on this um in an episode and then they completely um showed me the error of my ways um but well, like i i use bob dylan as an example where like you know yeah i i have friends who will pretend that bad bob dylan is still good um, so that, that's kind of where, where, where I come from with the, even if you have to,
4: <laughs> so, so even if it's bad, you still love it just because you love the artist so much. Exactly.
2: Oh, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and say Steely Dan, Katie lied. Yeah. Yeah. I love that
4: record. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a masterpiece of a record. I love it. I love it. Jay. That's a tough one. Yeah. It might be all my favorite music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Buster Rhymes extinction level of event. Buster Rhymes. Yes. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one.
5: Thank, Thank you.
1: Thank you for saying that.
5: Yeah
1: my favorite thing about Buster Rhymes and i feel like he's highly underrated for it is his ability to do what he does on anybody's on anybody's style and anybody's um uh track like Play. he is just so incredibly versatile that like um it's it's incredible and versatile while still being Buster Rhymes you know what i mean like he doesn't cha- have to change his thing but he can make his thing fit on anything you got
4: yeah yeah like those his first like three albums, like The Coming, When Disaster Strikes, Extinction Level event, like those make up for whatever else came after it that I don't you <laughs> yeah. know, haven't been listening to. Uh so that's a great answer. Thank you for the, oh, the no hint problem. on that one. No Definitely. Aaron, what do you got?
2: Um Aladdin soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um I, you're you're saying that you would you would listen to anything that they did regardless of yeah.
4: this. You c- you celebrate them. Regardless.
3: I'm gonna have to say um I the Beatles.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely.
3: They're not all hits. You know, they didn't not everything they made was hits, but you know what? Yeah, it's only
4: like 60 to 70 percent.
5: Yeah, it's only
3: sixty to seventy percent.
4: Which they they uh They tried. They tried.
3: They they tried. They tried (laughs) they're pretty amazing. (laughs) And uh, you know, even when even when they're bad. I totally love them anyway. What's, yeah. What, just out of yeah.
2: curiosity, what what's a clunker of a Beatles song? Just <laughs>
1: there's a, there's one. a playlist that someone made, and I forget who made it. Um, and it was like I think it was like fan voted or something like that. But it's a playlist of what everyone voted on being the worst song on each Beatles album. Really? Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you what, it's still a great fucking playlist. <laughs> <laughs> i'll put that playlist up against some people's you know greatest hits Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still pretty good, uh, so good. you know what's amazing about the beatles um is like they did that in 10 years like that was a 10-year period and they yeah. just changed music and 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 you know all over the place it's unbelievable wow and they've
2: yeah. just been riding high off that ever since <laughs> yeah Yeah. Exactly. yeah <laughs> What have what you the done for deal? me? <laughs> Yo, Wings was pretty cool. Wings had some good stuff. A <laughs> couple <laughs> tunes.
1: I uh uh I I, I I was uh we did it, this whole thing about the rock and roll Hall of Fame inductions and um it, it was a, uh, this was like two years ago um or maybe last year I can't remember time flat circle but um we were talking about the Foo Fighters getting inducted because uh, um I, I just it, it pushed me over the edge I was like if we're inducting the Foo Fighters then anybody who has good music can go in I guess I don't know like there's no you know and that's not against the Foo Fighters like I said um the Foo Fighters are like the line to be right like, Like they're like a great band, you know. Like and 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 to me, like um, you know the 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 anybody in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be like above the line, but they're like the best average. Like if I was like, hey, what's a good rock? "Eh, The Foo Fighters, you know, like like uh, what did what did someone say they're uh, they're the the Jim Belushi of of music, you know. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but anyway, um, so I made this joke that um um the Foo Fighters are wings. Because following Nirvana's small little tiny thing, then a little side project the up so that was a long way to just say that um, wings is cool, like.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, I really when you when you talk about like the Hall of Fame or whatever, you want somebody that like changed the game, right? You know, somebody, right, like really made. A huge impact. So
1: yeah. I'm just also still bitter that the monkeys aren't in the rock and roll hall of fame. So they're that's really not? where all
4: that comes from. They are not and and they never will be,
1: unfortunately, because uh Jan Werner uh from Rolling Stone um d- just refuses to even allow it to go to vote is uh from what I understand.
2: What so. a shame.
1: Yeah. You know they're a big influence on the Beatles. They it, it dude uh, John Lennon called them the uh the Marx brothers of music man <laughs>
4: That was a line from Dumb and Dumber,
1: I think.
5: Laugh, oh. <laughs>
4: they were great. They're they're a big influence on me, to be honest. That's, Monkeys were definitely playing in my house yeah, when I was a kid. That we had, was we had the vinyl, sure.
2: and I would I would put it on while I was in the basement doing whatever
4: nonsense I was doing. Down yeah, there. I, I know all those songs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They got some bops. They got some bops. <laughs> uh, the 10th and final of the top 10 countdown. What is your favorite John of all time? Again, doesn't have to be music. You can make it be whatever you want it to be.
2: I feel like we need to leave on a high note here.
4: <laughs> go with, go out with some class for yeah. God's sake.
2: <laughs> or completely not classy. <laughs> I'm going to say the unwavering human spirit in the face of difficulty.
1: Wow. I love that. I love that. And it's been tested. Hasn't it? Like, I feel like
2: some, somehow, somehow people still keep getting up every morning and people still keep having kids for some reason. And I don't know why. (laughs) Sorry guys. (laughs) I'm just a, I'm just a real pessimist in general, but you know, it still happens and it's good. It's good. needs to happen.
1: I'm going to say sushi. Sushi. Oh, perfect answer. (laughs) God, we have a we have a sushi place right around the corner from our house and it's like the best sushi I've ever had in my life. And uh, um, I'm so like we try to not eat there a lot just to not ruin just how amazing it is. Like we'll go get like bullshit sushi or like, you know, giant sushi sometimes just to kind of reiterate how importantly uh, beautiful this place near us is
4: yeah just to reset the expectations
1: yeah exactly Exactly.
2: is it it the rice is the is it the rice that's so good
1: the rice i mean like they their rolls are so tight and they stay together oh man it's just uh and, and they're they're the the stuff that they fry is like just super crunchy the spicy the spicy grill that's that's
4: that's that's the. Uh, that's Do you want to tell the, everybody who it is, or are you trying to keep it on the DL? It's a secret. I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I just tell
1: No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, it's East East Cuisine in Ambler, um, and they're Cuisine. phenomenal. And hopefully, they'll give me a discount for that plug. Nice, <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, favorite John of all time. Well, people don't
3: know this about me, but I'm a huge tea drinker. Um, <laughs> I drink tea every day. I drink multiple things of tea. And bangle Spice is is my favorite of the teas. I've never had that. It's good. You gotta you gotta check it out. Bangle Spice. Bangle Spice is it a black tea or is it a? It's not a black tea. You herbal know. blend. It's a, it's an herbal blend. It's it has a little spice to it. It's really good though.
1: Sounds familiar. It sounds phenomenal. Like I'm definitely going to check that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, at least one, uh, one cup of hot tea a day guy. So, uh, I will definitely, yeah. uh,
2: yeah, we're gotta, on the same page then.
3: You gotta, gotta
1: protect the- this, show. gotta protect this. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Is the money maker right here. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. Um, so, um, if anybody listening to this, um, would like to find you guys like on the social media or in the internet, what's the best way to track you guys down? Uh, it's,
4: it's phantasm band right i think that's our that's our handle on yeah on most of the stuff instagram um that's our website is phantasmband.com um those are the main ones i mean like we're on facebook and stuff uh so it's on there
1: yeah. awesome awesome and uh the the single spirit box uh tuned into you is out now future past um and uh i i implore everyone to definitely go check it out and then uh well we were kind of talking about this uh shadow work in in july right will be out is that what we decided on
4: yep yep <laughs> yep cool. we will be out
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> very cool gentlemen thank you so much uh for joining me anything any any parting last words for uh the folks at home
4: well uh thank you so much for having us man i really yeah, enjoyed
1: this
2: it was, this was this is a really nice talk
1: yeah uh, it's cool man i told you i just i like to hang with people and this Are is all a- interviews gonna be
2: like this guys i don't <laughs> know I, 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 we uh, have a we have a bunch lined up i hope they're all as good as this one this was this was a lot of fun
4: uh it's awesome I love I'm, your I'm, background too yeah. I, don't, I don't know if people at home ever get to see it or not or you know that listen to it but um
1: if if they jump on the youtube i I got some live streams and some stuff like that it it makes an appearance this was uh this was uh I, i dj on the side and i was uh going to um start doing photo booth stuff and then um, a global pandemic hit. So then I repurposed everything okay. to be uh, the background <laughs> of the podcast. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's cool. Yeah, you, you got to
2: Lemonades, you find a new God. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. Uh,
1: well, well, gentlemen, thank you again for doing this. And uh, as I said, everyone, please uh, check out Phantasm and thank you uh, again.
0: My many thanks again to Steve, Jay, and Aaron for joining me on the show today. Phantasm's newest album, Shadow Work, can be found on all of the major music streaming sites and on their Bandcamp page at phantasm.bandcamp.com. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com phantasmband and on Twitter at instantphantasm. Links to all of those are included in the show notes to this episode. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the Yo, That's My John podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. And I know you are dying to know how you can earn yourself a super awesome John Scout merit badge for citizenship of the world. Well, you can do just that by rating and reviewing us. Don't forget to visit www.yothatsmyjohn.com for articles, merchandise, and links to all of the previous episodes of this podcast. And while you are there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to get all of the updates delivered straight to your inbox. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Yo, That's My John for updates and live streams. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Yo, That's My John and search Yo, That's My John on YouTube to find the Yo, That's My John YouTube channel. Like and subscribe the heck out of that ish. We want to hear from you. Reach out, reach out and touch some John. Thanks again for joining me, y'all. Join me next episode where my guests will be the Tisberries. It is a rockin' good time, and I hope you give her a listen. Blue skies, until next time, everybody! Hey, yo, displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure. You taste in music doesn't have to be... Yo, That's My John is a Lonely Monk production written and produced by yours truly, Nate Runkle. Theme song by Phil Tyler Music featuring Nate 3.0. Special thanks to Fox Run Brands, DX Ferris, Andrew Scott, Natalie Runkle, and the incredibly brilliant and wickedly stunning Katie Daubney. If you or anyone you know has any ideas they would like to share or any guests they would like to hear on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at yothat'smyjohn at gmail.com. Or you can leave an audio message for us and possibly hear yourself on a future episode by visiting anchor.fm slash YTMJ slash message. Until next time, be sure to displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure and shout to the world, yo, that's my John.